Welcome to the Startup to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey, Matt. Well, hello, Mark. (laughs) How's it going? Good, dude. How are you? Cold. It's fucking brutal. Like, <laughs> if you don't live in Montreal right now, I'm jealous. It's like negative a jillion. It's yeah, cool. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I looked it up, and it's colder on Mars. No, it's colder on, in Montreal than on Mars right now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so shit is yeah. ridiculous. I'd rather be riding the rover on Mars right now. <laughs> yeah, me and curiosity. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But we only get a few of these a year. Or, I mean, you know, we'll go through our cold snap and then it'll be better. I mean, like, already I'm noticing that the days are getting longer. After the the uh, solstice, the days are getting longer. We're trending up. Yeah. It might not feel like it, <laughs> but we are trending up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel it in my sleep. Like, I sleep way better. Oh, good. Like, in the fall, as the days get shorter, my sleep starts to really deteriorate. Mm. And now it's like it's it's getting better again. Mm-hmm. So how was your week? Anything exciting happen? Yeah. I mean, I've like, um, last week we were saying what our goals were for this year. So mm-hmm. like, I was thinking, what's, what's the most important thing that I can do right now to make, to improve my odds of succeeding this year? And it mm-hmm. was, the answer was outsourcing. Okay. I need to outsource because I feel like I got too much on my plate. And if I could have stuff progressing without my direct time, like mm-hmm. that would be super. Definitely. So I did a lot of, of like shape up exercises to figure out like what am I building in this next sprint? Right. And, um, and what can I outsource? Cause I don't think I'm ready to outsource coding. Like that's no. just, <laughs> that's also the part that you enjoy the most. Yeah, so exactly. It was exactly. kind of suck to be like, let's get rid of the thing that I'm really good at and love. Yeah. And I'll do all the crappy stuff instead. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds fucking terrible. It's like, wow, I've designed a lifestyle I don't want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So no, no. The, so yeah, I knew that it was either marketing that I was outsourcing, or maybe customer support. But okay. I, but so I, I landed on marketing. Okay. But then I had to think, like, what am I going to outsource for marketing? So it was like either content marketing, or like social media, or. Uh, or like make, the next one that's very specific for Webflow is um, to make clonables. Right. So like Webflow has this whole showcase place where you can make these sites that people can just clone and mm-hmm. modify in Webflow. Right. So one one marketing thing is you make you make something that shows off Power Importer, mm-hmm. and then people can clone it, play around with it, and uh, they get to see firsthand how easy it is to, to use Power Importer. Right. So, so anyways, I settled on content marketing and I'm, I'm going with the uh, audience ops. Okay. So yeah, so they, they offer, yeah, content as a service. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they have this team of like content writers and uh, they offer these two different services. Like one of them is they'll, they'll do blog posts for you. Okay. So like they'll sit down with you to like get an idea of about the business, the audience and some, some ideas. Mm-hmm. And then you you just build this like 
calendar of topics that you want to blog about and and they'll provide either one every week or one every two weeks okay so that's that's an interesting service but the other one that i really that i'm going with i think um is uh writing case studies okay so so all you have to do is like is reach out to your customers and say hey would you be interested in doing a a case study Mm -hmm. right where we'll showcase your your business and how you built it and and, the role and that the, power and quarter plays. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, audience ops will interview them for half an hour, and then they'll write a blog post or a case study, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll even do like audio clips from the interview. Uh, and then they schedule like 10 tweets for you for <laughs> to like Dang. promote. Yeah, like so, it, you know, like it's a whole pipeline of like content marketing that they're going to provide. So, um, so that sounds amazing. Is it expensive? No, it's it's. <laughs> this is starting to sound like a commercial. <laughs> Let me tell you, Matt. <laughs> it's really not expensive. Use code Mark for twenty percent. Exactly. Off. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's in my opinion, it's not expensive. I, th- I think if you want them to to blog twice uh, every week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like twelve hundred maybe or seventeen hundred. Uh, so that's like four posts a week, uh, a month. Okay. But otherwise, they have a light one where they'll do one every two weeks, and that mm-hmm. one is like under nine hundred dollars. You know, if you think about it, so it's like four fifty per per article, mm-hmm. which okay. I think is very comparable, like to. But but I don't have to go out there and try to find a writer that I like and. Yeah, I mean that. If I were going to think about evaluating a service like this, it would be like, okay, well, you have to go out and find a person to do the writing for you and you have to manage that person. Exactly. Then you have to come up with the topics and I assume that you're going to sign off on everything that they say anyway. And I think so. you'll know in the first two weeks <laughs> or, you know, whatever trial period you decide if they've produced something of quality or if you're like, actually, I end up rewriting everything that they've done anyway. Maybe they do right. preliminary research, but like at that point, it's not worth your time and you would churn. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. Like it, um, it might not be the quality that I'm looking for. Who knows? Maybe. Like, but that's never know unless you try. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what scares me about outsourcing is that, and why I've never done it before is because you never know. But I, I have to get over this fear of like, losing money or wasting money on mm-hmm. it's like no it's if it works this is a great deal it's worth the money mm-hmm. so i'm doing it and if it doesn't work well then yeah i will have learned a lesson for 900 dollars. totally um okay so a couple questions so you're thinking about content um how do you figure out what they should write about or are they like because i i'm i'm drawing the assumption here that like by doing content marketing, you're thinking about SEO. I mean, these these are the only two words that I know. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, part part of it is is SEO, of okay. course. You want to have all these blog posts uh, that then drive traffic. Uh, but there's also like just it's it's a it's going to be a wealth of information for for customer support, right? Like, someone sure. someone asks me, well, how do you like? You know, how do you manage the rich text fields in Airtable or how do you, mm. I can point to all these use cases? Well, Got it. go check out his 
this use case here, you'll see that they've built something that resembles a lot what you're building. Right. Okay. So do you, well, I guess, have you begun the engagement with them? I'm, I'm sure, now I'm really curious about like, do you have an idea of topics that you want to cover? Do you have um, uh, like terms you want to rank for? Do they help you with that? Like, what do you, what do you think? I, yeah, it's too early. I, I have no idea. Like I, had, I didn't even talk to them yet. Like part of the onboarding is you, you sign up and then you schedule a call with them. So, so I haven't had the call yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But cool. then, but yeah, I basically from what I could tell the first month is, is, uh, it's like a write off. Like you, so you pay whatever it is, 900 bucks a month. Yep. But, um, the first month is really, it's about all of answering all these questions that you asked. Like interviewing you, figuring out mm-hmm. what's the business, who are the cl- customers, an idea of of what what they should be writing or mm-hmm. subjects. So if it's the use cases, like maybe they're gonna ask me for example questions that I'd, I'd like to ask. And okay. so uh, yeah, basically that first month it's more about yeah understanding the business, understanding mm-hmm. the mar- content marketing strategy, totally. and I think they provide they will provide one use case for that month. Great. And after that, it's going to be two a month. Okay. So that's the plan that I'm going with. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a bet. It's a small bet that I'm yeah, taking. Totally. Like I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Um, you know, I don't even know. I didn't really do much keyword research or anything mm-hmm. like that to see whether it will make an impact on SEO. Well, I mean, like if I had to guess, hopefully that that's something that they at least bring up with you during onboarding, um, because like that would that would be a I would imagine would be somewhat of a of a success metric for them of like yeah. oh you're not only are you getting value out of the content we produce but you get long term value because of SEO reasons etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean that, that's it. I didn't want to overthink it because otherwise I would not never pull the trigger and that'd totally. still be where I'm at. You know, all of last year. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't write. I didn't write any blog posts, and I barely was active on Twitter. And yeah, exactly. I need. I need to change. So. So yeah. So that's that's the first thing I did. Awesome. Yeah. So then the next thing I had to do was all right. Well, now I'm going to have these people writing articles for me. Mm-hmm. I need a blog. <laughs> Fair. <All right. laughs> so. So yeah, of course, the easy solution is I'll just set up a blogging engine and host it on a subdomain, you know, mm-hmm. blog.powerimporter.com. Uh, but then I decided, no, I think it would be better if I switched my marketing website to Webflow. Right. Basically dog fooding mm-hmm. where uh, the blog would be, the blog would be on, on the Webflow site and it would be powered by Power Importer. Right. And there's other things also I want to do for content marketing mm-hmm. um, that Webflow will allow me to do. Like I'll be able to use the CMS for that to easily, ah, yeah. you know, easily add frequently asked questions or things like that, have a knowledge base. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so then the question is, do I build it myself or do yeah. I outsource that to someone else? <laughs> so, of course... I want to outsource it also. Like that yeah. would be the the best thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Webflow designers are freaking expensive. <laughs> it's like it's 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 crazy. I mean, it feels crazy to me. Okay, so like 
what do you you hire a webflow designer what do you get yeah like uh the quotes that i was seeing it's it's like easily minimum is ten thousand dollars okay for a site that has maybe one or two pages okay right so like you want five pages oh that's going to be twenty thousand like it's in that ballpark like it's i see and um and they deliver like they're not going to be writing copy for you, I imagine. But they're going to be, you know, their their deliverable is like the designed pages with, I guess, like I don't know. It, it, would they be doing like some? I assume there's some branding there, unless no. you're, unless you're giving them a color palette. No, no, that's that would be even more expensive. Okay. Yeah, if you're hiring like a an agency that does Webflow. Um, to do the branding and all that, then it's even more expensive. It's okay. it's insane. Like, mm. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's that their time is not worth that Total. money, mm-hmm. but w- when I'm trying to calculate ROI, like what's the return on investment? Yeah, it's like all I want is just to put this blog there. <laughs> I could just throw, you know, just install Ghost and mm. it'd be over with. I have a blog, whatever. Mm. Uh, but like, no, twenty thousand dollars for a a good looking site, like. How how do you justify that? Like, how am I really gonna recoup that investment in in a year? In in two years? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like your success criteria is like our words showing up on a page that people can read. <laughs> like that necess- might not necessarily be worth twenty k, but no, maybe exactly. down the road, the font really matters, and it's really important that it be designed. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. It's like, it's, I have a hard time with it. Maybe because I'm just frugal or. No, I, I think it's, this is very interesting. I think when it comes to how much we pay for something, like, it's just about value. Like some people are like, it's got to be well designed. And by hiring a designer with accolades who can have a design discussion with me, and that, that's worth $20,000. Um, I, I kind of fall into your camp of like, do the words render? Yes. <laughs> Great. But well, I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, like how am I going to recoup 20000 right? I don't Great know. Question. For any business, if mm-hmm. you're spending money, it's to make money, right? Yeah. You're not hopefully. just, I don't know, you're doing it for vanity so I can show people, look how good looking my website is. I don't know. Maybe some people do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some people pay a premium for a fancy car. like. Mm-hmm. So maybe just the same thing. You pay a premium to have a fancy website. Yeah. But for me, I'll, I'll just drive any cheap Japanese car I can find. <laughs> as long as it's reliable, it gets me from A to B. Yep. Totally agree. Hmm. So, so yeah. So, so basically that, that's not in the budget. I, I can't justify that. So I'm actually looking on Fiverr for a, a Webflow developer. Okay. So I think I got the terms right. Who knows? <laughs> some people call themselves designers. Some people call themselves developers. My understanding is is a Webflow developer will take a design and recreate it in Webflow. Mm -hmm. So they're not actually designing anything. Mm -hmm. They're just recreating the design that was made by a designer. So I was thinking, maybe that's all I need. I just need them to look at my current site, which is ugly, and I'm proud of it. (laughs) Ugly and bad. And just say, you know, let's just reproduce it in Webflow. Like... Mm -hmm. Just, just so that it's on web, it's on Webflow, and then I can host a blog right. and, and host uh, frequently asked questions and a knowledge base, or yeah. all these other ideas I have. 
And I also have these ideas for SEO, like to manage all these long tail keywords in Airtable and have Power Importer generate all these pages for them. Uh, okay. So yeah, so so I'm looking on Fiverr for for a developer. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's impossible to find someone. <laughs> there's like there's like a bazillion of them, right? It's like you search for Webflow, and there's like tens of thousands of listings of jobs. And uh, yeah, you can see maybe a few examples of sites. Uh, the pricing is all over the place. I don't know if you've ever used Fiverr. Yeah, I had a logo designed for F-Bars. And okay. it is overwhelming. Yeah, like it's, the the pricing is just incomprehensible. It's impossible to, to compare because every person's offering something different. Like, mm-hmm. So you search, let's say by price, well, then you'll find Oh yeah, there's a bunch of people in this price range. But yeah, but one person for that price range is offering you to do one hour of work in your Webflow project. Mm-hmm. And this person's offering to make a, a three-page website. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like pr- price tells you almost nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like is this your price per hour? Is this your minimum engagement? like not minimum yeah. engagement, but like lowest tier? Like exactly. It- like, I will make one page for, for that price. Yeah. I'll be what, two pages? Now it's like five times the price. Yeah. So it's, so, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's a horrible shopping experience. Mm-hmm. So I fell in that rabbit hole pretty deep looking at different things. And then I was starting to brainstorm like, Oh, what else could I, could I hire someone to do on, on Fiverr? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, but I landed in the category for video spokespeople. Okay. video spokesperson <laughs> so it's all these people that will like actors that will basically record you know our video for you so and they're usually very salesy you know on a, a green screen in the background where they could put some fancy office space or okay so like a clinic or i don't know it's, it seems very corporate when you look at it <laughs> So I was trying to find, oh, could I find someone that, that's like younger, more charismatic and that would, that would, you know, be more relatable to a no coder. Like, right. I don't want to see some corporate shill just tell me how clean their clinics are or whatever. Uh, and then I, I saw this one, um, where, it, because they can show you a video, like a sample of their work. Mm-hmm. And there was like an uncanny, like a, oh. <laughs> it's really weird, like vibe about it. Mm-hmm. The lips were a little out of sync with the words. The voice sounded a lot like like the Google Assistant. I was gonna or, say like Amazon <laughs> Polly or whatever. Exactly, it sounded a lot like it. There wasn't much expression in the face, and and not only that, but I was there. You know what? I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> so then I had to go look on Hacker News. I'm sure I've seen this. Like the where they're just, a, it's like a deep fake service that will make these mm-hmm. videos for you. And sure enough, I found it again. So it's called Synthia, Synthesia? Oh, I can't pronounce Synesthesia. it. Synesthesia. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah it, it's the, it's like people who uh, hear hear colors or like they, they get visual hallucinations when they hear music. So the, is it? It's no, the name for the condition of it. But the website is like Synthesia. Oh, oh no! You're right. It, it's by yeah. Yeah, it's I, I close. It's close, but Cine- but yeah. So, so this is a SaaS where you'll give it you'll give it words, and 
it will basically, yeah, using these virtual models, read the words out for you. And <laughs> so someone, <laughs> and not just one person, and then I, I found a bunch of other ones because when I went to that website and I saw all the virtual actors, I went back to Fiverr and sure enough, I found all of them or somewhere in that. Ugh. So there's a bunch of people that are paying like $30 a month for this service. And, and they're generating reselling it. Oh, reselling Christ. it on Fiverr. That's funny. <laughs> so there's a there's a business idea for you if you want. I mean, we have a mutual friend who has done who who got started this way. He he tested demand this way. Um, popping something up on Fiverr, picking pop picking a popular service on Fiverr, and then productizing it and beating out. Um, like beating up the Fiverr rankings and that sort of thing to be able right. to, to do it. Uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Like, yeah, I don't. It, Fiverr is very. It's just such a strange place. Upwork yeah. is kind of the same way. I've I've never hired anyone on Upwork. I've done a few searches, but it's the same sort of thing. Of like, I want something done, but there's like tangential services around. Like, yeah, what <laughs> what do you really do? I don't. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And like this, these video spokespersons, it's very interesting. Like every single one of them in their listing, they will say that they do not do testimonials. And basically it's against the terms and conditions of Fiverr. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know why Fiverr is preventing you from using these actors for fake testimonials. Like, like they can't even, oh, oh, that's true. Cause I guess you can't necessarily know how your thing is going to be used. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, I give like a testimonial, but you, it would like the consumer of that would need to be like not a paid, like this is a, an actor voicing, I, I don't know, like you would yeah, have to somehow state that it was. I guess, but I mean, why does Fiverr care? I was just about to, be, I was just about to ask myself that. Like, actually, why does Fiverr give a like, shit about that? Yeah. If you have to, if you as the person who's going to publish this video and, and, if you have to disclose that these are actors, then yeah, then that's that's your problem. Yeah. But it's not Fiverr's problem. Anyways, yeah. it's a, yeah. it's just a side note. It was kind of weird. Mm. But but a lot of these videos, like you when they explain the services they offer, it's kind of creepy, but all these good looking women, like they always say, I I can you know, I can record it in front of a green screen, you know, or in in the kitchen. And and of course they will always say, or the bedroom. And every single time you're like, there's like a pause, like, what? The bedroom? <laughs> Why would I want you to do a, be a video spokesperson in the bedroom? Uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you picked the setting. But every single one of them mentioned the bedroom as a Specifically setting. Specifically interesting. Yes. Hmm. I was like, I, no, the, I can't imagine any spokesperson that would need to be in the bedroom. I also will do spoke, video spoke, spokeswork. <laughs> In my bedroom, potentially. <laughs> you should you should see if there's a market for that. Yeah, you too can have this. <laughs> um, it's funny actually. I this is really reminding me of. Uh, it, it came up on my first million. I don't know a few months ago that a platform. I can't, I'm going to do a terrible job of describing this, but like uh, a new type of advertising has popped up. Where like the testimonials come from like people who shoot the testimonial on like their iPhone, so it looks very amateurish. And there are platforms now where you can say like, "I have a product. I'm selling a 
frisbee and I, or like a shave, like a razor. And it's like, oh, I want you to shoot like a product testimonial of you receiving the package and opening it up and then like shaving with it and talking about how great it is. And uh, it's it produces that kind of like amateurish content that people find like very appealing because it's like, oh, it's like Matt is reviewing this razor. Like, oh, right. it must be good. He says it's good. It must be good. But it turns out Matt's a paid actor. Yeah. Oh, there was plenty of that on Fiverr also. Interesting. Yeah. They call them selfie like selfie spokesperson sure yeah that's <laughs> or a the, selfie video that's about the, the right vibe that has the, the, yeah. the right vibe exactly they'll do it from their car or mm-hmm. or on the road or, yeah mm-hmm. that's super cool but yeah it's mm-hmm. weird <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah that was a, a huge a huge tangent like i just <laughs> i fell down the rabbit hole started looking at other things there but isn't it amazing like it, it's <laughs> it's so interesting to think that this stuff like has a home yeah, but it, but it's pretty ingenious for some these people oh, yeah. finding, <laughs> finding something that's powered by AI, totally. and just putting a gig on Fiverr and doing yeah. the arbitrage between the two. That's pretty I, cool. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know if I talked about this before, but um, I during pandemic, um, I did uh, there was like well, I, I I took part in trivia nights, and I've I started to try to figure out how to create deepfake video. Um, because I wanted to create, this was around the time that Trebek, uh, died, but I wanted to create like a deep fake video of Trebek hosting like my trivia. So I wanted to be like, oh, I'll be the host and then just like stream my deep fake of Trebek at asking my questions. Um, I thought that'd be kind of fun. I'm sure it's like super illegal, (laughs) but I thought that'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, that service, there's Synthesia. If you get the corporate account, I think it's a thousand dollars to create a deep fake. Interesting. Like, well, like to, to create the model for it. So you tell them, you know, like, right. Pr- either you provide them a, an actual human and they will film them and then create that model and then they can p- generate any video you want. Hmm. Or G- most Gary- likely though, Trebek would be so easy because you have plenty of footage and like, and like super, um, like high definition because like that camera angle on jeopardy hasn't changed in like 30 years right like it's exactly the same so it'd be super easy but i think it was like a thousand dollars to to generate a virtual actor because it'd be funny like (laughs) oh that's because guaranteed like they're not coming up with this shit they're just using open source stuff that exists yeah interesting Hmm. so yeah so that was my week how about you um how was my week okay so uh so i think one of the big highlights is um i so i i went through my first year end for my company uh you know mid-december last year finished up my taxes got everything submitted i've paid the government i'm ready to kickstart 2022 year end 2022 and um I realized like how many just dumb mistakes I made. Like I was keeping my own books and like keeping your own books is, is not that hard, but, uh, I still managed to fuck it up. <clears throat> so I decided to, uh, I've been working, I worked with a bookkeeper initially to get me set up so that I was like doing things properly. And I did some Googling and that kind of thing, but I realized like, why am I doing this myself? So I, after I had a particularly big mess up around, you know, I, that I discovered after doing my taxes, I was like, great, I'm going to hire somebody else to do this for me because this is silly. Uh, so I hired a bookkeeper 
And, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I didn't do this last year. Like, I get being frugal. Like, being frugal is good. It's good to make sure that you're getting value from the things that you pay for. But Jesus Christ, like, I was needlessly spending my time on something that's basically free. So I've kind of been changing my outlook on services that I want to pay, services that I'm willing to pay for versus doing myself. And when I look at bookkeeping, I'm like, okay, so if I work for, like, one hour, I pay for, like, most of, if not all the expenses that my business has, including a, a bookkeeper and it gets done correctly. Um, and at the end of the year, my accountant and my bookkeeper just get together, they do their thing and I don't even have to be involved and look stupid because they ask for one specific document that you get out of QuickBooks or whatever else. So, um, the main lesson I've learned is just hire a professional to do this because Jesus, like what a waste of, what a waste of my energy I had last year putting this stuff together. So you're telling me this now after I fired my bookkeeper and accountant? <laughs> Sorry. I'll refer you. I have a great bookkeeper if you'd like to use them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like it, she does a great job. Uh, and the nice thing is that she has uh, automated a ton of the business. So like, on the eighth of each month, you get an email and it's like, these are the three documents that I need that pertain to last month. So it'll be like, I need the balance statements for like these two bank accounts and your credit card. And we have a whole system where I get something and I forward the emails right to my, um, right to receipt bank. So like they go to her inbox, she takes them, she categorizes them, blah, blah, blah. And then I get a cash statement at the end of the month of like, this is how you did and et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm like, oh man, this is so much better than, than anything I was doing previously. A uh, huge time saver. And honestly, like a worry saver. Well, now I realize how worried I should have been that I was doing this. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh good, a professional is handling this. Excellent. So yeah, my recommendation to anyone out there is just pay the money. Pay the money to have a pro do it. It really isn't much, especially like, I mean, it, if you're, if you have no income, then yeah, sure. Like take an hour, save the money. But like I'm freelancing in, I recoup my costs basically in, immediately. So fuck it. Why not do it? So outsource your bookkeeping. <laughs> um, the other big thing that I kind of came away with last week was I've really been considering the, the 12 stars, 12 months. Um, it's a very interesting topic because I was chatting with my wife about it. And one of the things she was saying to me was, it's pretty clear that doing 12 and 12 is giving you something. It's like giving you permission to ship more or ship things that are bad or not ready or whatever. Um, but it's, it, she, I like that she's, she zeroed in on that word permission because I think one of the things that does appeal to me about doing 12 and 12 is that like in a month you can't ship much <laughs> like it, your product's got to be freaking small or if you do have a product at all or if, if, if you do have a product at all that is because it might just be like I'm going to run a test and I'm going to pre-sell this thing or God knows what um, you can't you can't mess around building something because you have to spend so much time marketing it yeah because the, the thing that I'm kind of landing on now is you know, I am freelancing and that takes up several days of my time and I can't make more time. Uh, if anything, I need to take more time and invest it in um, some of the good habits that I had that I lost over pandemic because like, I don't want to talk about pandemic on this podcast, but like, you know, we, we're in, a, we're hitting a low again. And I realized that like, I've, 
been treating this whole thing like a sprint when I should be treating it like a marathon. I'm not at the gym. I'm not working out. I'm not doing the, I'm waiting for the activities that I used to have to become available so that I can begin doing them again. And it's been two fucking years and it's going to happen again. So it's like, I, I'm so good at saying, just wait, just wait, put it off. No problem. I can survive. I can sprint, but I realize that I haven't been taking the time for these other healthy habits. So like, I can't just work more, like working more is a thing. I, I just don't have, I have to take that time and dedicate it elsewhere. Um, so I'm looking at it and thinking, well, how much time can I reasonably assign to 12 and 12 and still be successful at it? And I'll, you know, all air quotes be successful because like when I think that's a very interesting idea, that was, that was a, a con that was presented to me by other people that I suggested or that I mentioned I was considering doing 12 and 12 for two that, okay, well, you spend a month doing something. How do you know if you're going to continue? How do you know if something was successful? How do you gauge success for each idea? Um, Because it's only a month. Like you don't, how successful can anything be in a month? So I've been thinking a lot about, I'm I'm drawn to 12 and 12. It, I think it scratches an itch for me. Uh, I I love the, I, I, I have commitment issues when it comes to ideas. I don't like to commit to anything because I feel like I'm, uh, I'm bound to it forever. It's like a tattoo that I now have, even though that's not true. That's just a hang up that I have. Um, and I feel a little bit like 12 and 12 gives me permission to just like, I eh, didn't work out. Fuck it. Throw it in the garbage. Next thing. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool. I am freelancing. So I'm conscious of the amount of time I can spend. So I'm trying to figure that out. And I also have like, I'm kind of in a creative dip right now. <laughs> I have a really tough time. I just don't have a great flow of ideas. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know, I don't know what, the, where it comes from, but I kind of have a numerous issues right now with, uh, with how to make 2022 different than 2021. I mean, after we talked about planning and I feel like this is something we've talked about before that in order for things to be different, we have to do something different and I'm ready to do something different. And in a world of so much uncertainty, I'm not sure what that thing is. I just know that there's, there's a couple of things I want to change. Just, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, those things that your friends mentioned about the cons of the 12 and 12, mm. I mean, it's, it's true. Like it's, it's not clear what, how do you measure success after a month? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really just shipping? That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've shipped it. I built it. I shipped it. I told people about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think your expectations are, have to be pretty low. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if then you're going to move on to the next idea, I think they have to have to be used like product led marketing. Like you mm-hmm. can't, you know, cause you have to, for the next month, you have to dedicate that limited time you have for shipping. You have to use it on the next product business. You can't have like, Oh, now I, I have to maintain this new, this product that I just launched. You're not getting it's, SEO juice in a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, but imagine if you had to like to, to do something to run that business. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's a service that transcribes podcasts sure. and, uh, and you have to manually do a bit of, editing like proofreading for each transcript right but then during your second month like you know if you have to do some editing of transcripts that eats up in your free time to work on project number two Mm -hmm. right and if everyone has a little bit of like this this lingering maintenance that has to be done eventually like you have no more time right yeah you'll your free time will be eaten immediately with the overhead of previous problems that's it so I, i think they have to be pretty much left alone like to be on automation they have to be 
this this just grows organically, which is usually not the best recipe for a successful startup. Yes, but I I think it doesn't matter because the the goal is to to get that shipping habit. Yes. Or like you're taking time, you're reserving time to work on a side project. You're doing a bunch of different activities, so you're learning how to do it, how to scope the code, so you don't have to, you don't code too much. You have to know how to do the marketing. What's going to be your marketing strategy? It, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to learn so much, and then you ship it, and then if it gets traction, but you have permission not not to do the next project, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do a third project this on the third month. I'm just going to continue working on the second the second month project. Yeah. It seems every 12 projects in 12 months stories that I've read, they always end after a few months because yeah. they because they found something that had traction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the ultimate goal is to find something that has traction. Mm-hmm. But if you're paralyzed now, you know, paralysis by analysis because you you're trying to find that one idea that's amazing, that's going to be successful, that's going to define who Matt is. Then, yeah, that that's too scary. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I I can spot the flaws in my rationale of just like you know, I I think part of my commitment issues is every time I think of an idea, I'm like, am I going to be able to ride off into the sunset with this? And it's like that's yeah, exactly. such a flawed view of things but it's still that i can i know that thought is there it's the it's fucking right there it happens every time i think of something i'm gonna and and like not just with this it's like oh i'm gonna buy a spoon like is this the spoon that i want in my life forevermore (laughs) am i gonna die and this spoon is gonna go into the coffin with me am i gonna give this spoon to my grandchildren like i just (laughs) i i'm so good at just like blowing these things up um Jeez, man, need to chill. I, I man, I, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck my problem is, but, but I, I, I mean, like you know, with all the therapy I've done, I know that the reality is I can apply rationality to this and say I know that that's not right, true, and it's giving me a feeling, and I need to just like be aware of the feeling. Um, no, no, but, and I mean, and we're joking, but oh yeah. It, but it's but it's true though. Like you are going to be putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to not kind of merge identity in there. Also, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard because I can't lie and say that like I would be on Twitter and someone would be like, "Oh, Matt, he's talking about tea." <laughs> I'm going to give him a follow, and then it's like next month, like okay, now I'm talking about mouse coffee. pads. <laughs> yeah, co- well, see, I mean, this is the problem too, right? Tea sucks. Yeah, coffee all the way. I, kn- I always knew coffee was superior in every way and it's just like, man, what the fuck? Unfollow. And it's like, I, I run through this this completely stupid scenario, by the way, like in my head and I'm like, oh no, I'm so injured. Because I'm, I'm bleeding followers because I'm tweeting about coffee. And it's just like, what? Like, why does that matter? Stop, yeah. stop it. But but the nice thing is that like I don't mean it's a muscle right like learning to deal with this stuff putting yourself out there it's yeah, hard exactly. there's a reason that people don't do it it's fucking hard and it's part of growth part of growing there's a there's a hashtag that I'm following right now on Twitter it's build sell thirty and it's people their goal is to build a SaaS in thirty days and at the end list it on micro acquire so like it's like really oh this. People are buying SaaS businesses like left and right. So 
in 30 days, I'm going to build one and sell it on like acquire. Um, and so like, it's really interesting, like, but so many, you read the idea and you go, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. It will never work. <laughs> you know, or so yeah, so it makes it, it makes it really hard to come up with ideas yourself because you, you're judging all these other people's ideas. Yeah. These are stupid. It's never going to work, but, uh, you have to accept that, but they're actually shipping, right? So who cares? <laughs> this is the reality. Like, yeah, like I want to pretend like I'm I'm in a position to judge whether something is good or not. Or yeah, I mean, like, no, I don't. I don't have to preface it. Like, I know that I have no ability to do that. That <laughs> like I'm just you know I'm making a, a gut call, and it's like, but if they're shipping and it's working and it's getting them closer to the metric that they care about, then fuck it, like. Who am I? My opinion doesn't yeah. fucking matter. I mean, I think it's a great accomplishment. Like, if they can actually build something in 30 days and post it on MicroQuire, good for you. That's that's awesome. Totally. But does the world need another to-do list app? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but, it. Uh, yeah. But no, but it's it. It's, it. What's important is that they're shipping. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. You have to get over that hang-up of, yeah, my idea might not be good. People are going to think my idea is stupid. Yeah. And they will say so on Hacker News. Mm-hmm. But uh, who cares? It's funny. I had a discussion over the over the weekend that I think you might find funny. I realized that I very rarely have held a strong opinion of any kind, um, and like it's almost like manifested through my whole life of just like, oh yeah, like I have an opinion about this, and then someone will be like. I believe the opposite and I'll, I'll back down because I'm like, because I, I, I think of myself as open-minded of just like, oh yeah, I have an opinion, but I'm totally open to being wrong. Convince me. Um, and most of the time people are like, it's your opinion sucks because I believe X and I don't have a reason for it. I just believe it. And I'm like, okay, this person cares a lot more than I do. We'll, we'll do it your way, which is stupid. I mean, like that's totally unreasonable. Um, but like so much so that like I went in, I became a, I became a programmer and then I learned Java and I was a Java programmer. And I, if I had if taking a step back now that I've done a few other languages and done some work, I would say that the opinion of Java is to not have an opinion. <laughs> now that I've used like pandas and done some Python that actually are opinionated about the way things should be. It's like, no, no, this should have zero opinion about it. And it's just like, I'm realizing that, in my whole life, I've never really stood for anything. I've never stood for a point of view. I've never really had an opinion. I've been like, let's let the best idea in the, in the marketplace of ideas win. Even though, like, actually, I have tons of things to say and I have good opinions and I have a good gut for the way that things should be. And I have a totally reasonable, like, whether whether or not I'm right or wrong, I have a totally reasonable point of view on the world. Um, and, yeah, and there are other people out there that will share that yes, opinion. absolutely. And... It's funny, like you, you actually said it uh, a few months ago now that you were saying like the people I want to serve, and I don't know if this is still true, but it, I, it's still like I still think about it, that the people you want to serve have an opinion that they want to power their business with Airtable, that Airtable is an excellent tool that allows them to do a lot and they want to build, they want to have that to be a key part of their business because it is so versatile and works so well. And I don't know why I was so taken with that. Maybe it's the idea that like, no, I have an opinion that Airtable is fucking awesome and we should be using it more. Like, that's a... I never really thought about it. That, like, yeah, you should take a point of view. 
mean, that's why people do anything. Why use Notion instead of Google Docs or a to-do app or whatever? Like, right. I have an opinion that something that looks like this is great. And I kind of looked at it and realized, like, oh, I just, like, don't have any opinions about anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm a blank sheet of paper, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Like, it, it's interesting now that I notice it because I'm like, well, actually, what opinions do I have? So I've been trying to think more about, like, yeah, what are some of the strong opinions that I that I have about the world and how can I, how can I wrap them and make them consumable or how can I use those opinions as a basis to, to do some kind of like idea discovery? Yeah. But you can also create new opinions. You can. You right? can. Like two years ago, I did not know what Airtable was. So I had no opinion about Airtable. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what Webflow was either. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm still looking at uh, 12 and 12. I mean, I, I think the big thing right now is I think I see it as a as a really helpful way of helping to get over my commitment issues. Um, but the other thing that I'm looking at is just how much time I can meaningfully contribute to to doing it. Because uh, okay. if I'm freelancing three days a week, that seems good. But if I'm if I end up doing four, like, oh, is one day a week enough? Do I need to start working more on the weekends? Do I need to start working late? Like, I I know I want to be successful, but I in in this solopreneur endeavor or you know in starting a business um and i'm willing to work more i just have a tough time not burning the candle at both ends so i'm, I'm trying to figure out the sustainable way of approaching this now do you have any thoughts of like i think that i think the first thing that i need to do is go out and kind of take a tally of people who have done the 12 and 12 and say like w- were you working a job were you full-time part-time how much time would you say in your opinion would you say you were dedicating to doing 12 and 12 and going from there. Yeah. No, that to me, that would, that sounds like procrastination. Like, okay. I, yeah, I would, I would just decide, okay, I got, I got two days a week, two days a week. So I got eight days a month. So yeah. that scopes what I can build. Like mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, what can I build in eight days? Uh, and, and for the first month, like, Go, go through that list of ideas you have and just pick one that you think, I can have a pretty decent MVP in eight days. Mm. That's scary, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's scary in a few ways, but the, the first thing I'm asking myself is, how can I use the skills that I have to get twice as much done in half the time? Or how can I use what I know to make smarter choices to allow me to get more done. Whether it's knowing if I have to build it versus I know it can be built. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I can't write it. It's not like I can't write a SAS in two days. <laughs> that Well, maybe I can. I, it depends on the project. Um, yeah, no, I think it, ha- it has to be very low scope. Mm. Right? Like, like, imagine if you were building Banner Bear. Like, mm. You know, like, it would be like, only one template, only, you know, it would be like very, very small scope. It's like all, you know, the only thing you could do right now is, I don't know, generate a pretty tweet. So you give it, a, give it a URL to a tweet and it just makes a pretty image of that tweet. Mm. And it's like no customization, nothing. That's it. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's your, that's your V1. So yeah, in the, in the end, in the future, like after a year, it, it would look like Banner Bear. It would allow you to generate the open graph images for blog posts and like, like everything that Banner Bear does, but 
for the first version is just it does one thing that's all it does and as is it Paul Paul Graham that says you should be embarrassed of the first one no it's not him no it's yeah I, I think so I'm sure he said it yeah I'm sure he said it. everyone <laughs> said it so anyone could say it yeah I think even Lincoln said it too <laughs> Lincoln <laughs> J.D. Salinger <laughs> yep yeah that's a good point yeah, because I, I mean, like, yeah, at, at this point, like, I have a list of ideas. It's funny, I was, I'm in such a creative dearth that I w- looked at my notebook last week, and I don't even recognize where it, most of the ideas, I wrote these ideas, I don't know, 18 months ago or more, and I'm like, no, where the fuck did these even come from? Like, I feel like I have no creative juice. So I might just steal something from that list, or I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you only have eight days a month, that that doesn't give you a lot of time to to do research right yeah. like to like talk to to talk to people that's like that's it's almost impossible how would you schedule a call like if you have to oh. wait three days to talk to someone like, yeah, yeah exactly it, it's like i would have, oh my god and even like <laughs> that like the availability on their side it's like i can only meet exactly. on friday between these times and two of these slots are taken so you have to pick that one <laughs> random stranger on the internet (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that that's that's something knowing what you can't do Mm -hmm. so if you can't if you can't talk to people well then that that uh narrows which projects are suitable for this 12 by 12 yeah no i mean like my my short list right now is um like i think developers and their feelings is a very (laughs) is a is a key (laughs) key thing we're not talking about and there's so many things on hacker news of like i feel guilty that x and or or that i i'm not loving my work i'm not enjoying this and it's like well let's talk about how you feel about this like i don't know i feel like there's this is a constant topic that people keep bringing up and i was thinking well if for a 30 for a 12 and 12 one month i could come up with a bunch of these i can go in and painstorm basically and record YouTube videos, like write write a short essay, filling out like thoughts and um, ideas for how to address some of these problems, how to think about some of these problems. And uh, I can batch <laughs> I can batch record them, so I can just record like as long as I can write a, a small essay that would be a video, I can just write and write and shoot, write and shoot, write and shoot, and just like do a bunch uh, and drip them out, release them, that kind of thing. Uh, after last week, I said feel in public and you were like "Ooh, that's really good and i i swear to god i never do this i never buy domains ever and i bought feelinpublic.com no way <laughs> nice so you, you can own the hashtag exactly too? yes but uh yeah i was like oh man like fuck yeah i'm, I'm buying i don't give a shit i'm buying that domain <laughs> nice so yeah I, I've got a I've got a few ideas. If I look at my old idea notebook, I've got some things I can draw from, um, and nothing like it's interesting too. Like not a lot of these are SaaS related, which is cool. So it's like yeah. oh, I can pre-sell a course, or I can think through what a course might look like, and I can start dripping content. I can do all sorts of things. Yeah, I think yeah, pre-selling a course I think is a great one because you don't. But it, it's it's only about getting a landing page out there um, and spreading the word around and. And, you know, of course, writing the summary of what it's going to be about and mm-hmm. maybe a, f- a few samples. But 
Because I will say, like, <laughs> one idea I have in my notebook, and this is so random, but I would love to try this, is um, knife skills. <laughs> like chopping really fast, like learning how to chop onions and peppers and dice really quickly. Um, okay. Like, it's funny how, like, I would fucking love to be able to, like, take a course that teaches me how to improve this skill. And it's just like, oh, yeah, because it's like the prep for any meal is what takes, like, 80% of the time if you're not cooking a turkey. Um, but, yeah, like, I could just imagine, like, I, I don't know, for some reason when I think about, like, creating a knife skills course, I think of, like, Daniel Masalo's, like, AWS The Good Parts of just, like, it, it, I mean, like, learn knife skills today or just, like, reduce meal prep by 80%. Like, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, a million yeah, yeah. ways to sell something like this. Sadly, I do not yet have knife skills. I would have to teach myself that. But maybe that's something I need to do for... I'll do that for 11 months and then I'll teach the course. Or, or you could find someone, like, you know, like, hire someone, like a cook, to, and just film them. And You're a fucking genius. <laughs> I can hook you up to my sister-in-law. Is she a she chef call, or a cook? She went to culinary school and was a, a, a sous chef and a chef for a while. And now she's a brewster. But <laughs> what? Uh, she she brews beer. Fuck yeah. How have I not met this? How have I not met her yet? I'm starting a podcast with her. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Who does she brew for? Yeah. Uh, right now, Oshlager. Oshlager. Okay, cool. Oshlag. Osh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, which... which in, I think they do brewing for many of the other ones too, though. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty normal, or at least well, like um, they're. Like they, I think they, they do Glutenberg also. Okay, yeah, you would use your facilities and let other people come and brew. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, because if it was a system that you can break down and then like yeah, I, right, exactly. And I mean that's it. Like you know, she she would know the skills, but probably doesn't know how to package it into a course like. So if you can do that part, you know, and she just has to show up and chop in front of a camera. <laughs> What's well, like, yeah, I could totally see it of like, what is it? It's like, learn, do, teach, right. like, learn how to do it, do it, learn how to do it, do it once and then teach another person. how. To do it. It's like, yeah. Okay. Learn how to do it, break it into its components. And then, yeah. Anyway, I think this is very interesting. This is one of those things that's like a super useful skill that people know exists, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. And they're scared to try because they're going to cut their fingers off. <laughs> actually, I, I actually really think these are good ideas. Like these, these are like suitable for like a, a one month build. Like obviously you couldn't do the whole like chopping course, but you could have a few preview videos and mm -hmm. do some pre-sales. Totally. And then see if there's enough people then actually build the rest of the, the course. Yeah. Because, yeah, because that one is mostly just landing page and some promotional material mm -hmm. and a whole lot of marketing. Yeah. So, like, trying to find where who are these people that <laughs> that want to learn how to, to chop or to, to do food prep 80% faster. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, I, yeah, like I've got kind of a, a big backlog of, or big backlog. I've got a, an idea notebook full of ideas that came from somewhere. Um, but yeah, I've got some some ideas. And at least for, yeah, like, I don't know, for a 12 and 12, I can't see myself. I'm pretty fast, but I can't see myself writing software for a, or anything okay. meaningful for, for, oh my God. I, it, it would have to be something that was hyper, hyper, hyper focused that I knew I could pop up something super simple. 
Yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean, if you say 12 and 12 and then all of a sudden you decide, you know what? This text project is going to be sp- spread over two months, <laughs> you know, because there is more, a lot more coding to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> Right, it's like I just love <laughs> rules, Mark. I just fucking love them. Matt, you broke the twelve by twelve contract. Unfollow. I always knew yeah. he was a piece of shit. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's a good point. That's a good point. If I had a stellar idea, especially if it was like a pivot off of something I had spent a month doing prior, or like did a lot of discovery about, and then was like, oh, okay, like. I've got a lead yeah, exactly. or I, there's something I understand now that I didn't understand before. That's something I could see. Exactly. Or, or while building these three other ones, I learned that it's really annoying building this part. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of productize this part. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That That's that's the point of the whole exercise. It's just to, to get momentum to start doing things. So yeah, I'm, I'm still evaluating if I want to do it. Um, I'm going to know in the next week what uh, what my next move is at the very least and we'll you'll hear about it all on this podcast so tune in <laughs> awesome so yeah that's really it for me cool cool all right i'm gonna get back to work then build a few more hours yeah. and then go play the witcher <laughs> oh is that what you're playing yeah my uh, my wife got me the witcher 3 for christmas so i've been playing a fuckload of gwent <laughs> Uh, I don't know the game. No, so there's like a meta card game in it, and you go around oh, okay. the world like challenging people to this card game, and it's like <laughs> as fun as the normal game, like finding people to play and trying to beat them. This is like, like me when I play Red Dead Redemption. I just end up playing poker all day. It's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's just yeah. Oh, somebody put a mini game in there, and it turns out the mini game is ridiculously fun. Exactly. I was like, what? No, I don't want to do this mission. Yeah, look at how much money I'm making. (laughs) Exactly. Forget selling pelts. Yeah. (laughs) Selling pelts. Okay, cool. I'll catch you later. All right. Have a great week. Yeah, you too.